0: and
1: I am Chris Eaton and my goodness have we got a movie for you tonight um so this week is Arian's Pick and while we were going through movies like all right what we're we gonna we're we gonna cover he's like you know I want to have a say in this I'm like sure you're co hosting this you should have a say instead of just me going through all of my weird Indian Crack this My apologies. I've had I, I had met up with some friends before this, so if I sound a little off, um I've had a couple cocktails. So
0: it's, should make for a fun it
1: cool. yeah. Um so Arde was like, hey, I got a cool movie. We gotta watch it. I went, sure. And good lord, this was magical on so many levels. This was this was tr- this was the Shakespeare of trash cinema, <laughs> and I am so much happier that I have watched this particular movie. Aria, what are we
0: reviewing on this particular We are particular watching, episode? we are watching Rats: Knights of Terror. Uh, is oh. is the main is is the main movie that we're watching? It depends on what part of the earth you live in. This might have been Bronx Warriors Three. Uh-huh. Been, uh huh. This might have been Death Kill. It, uh uh-huh. It's an Italian movie, so it's got four yes. different titles. It, is, it has to be a sequel to something. So.
1: Well, that. I well, know. I mean, the director, um, <laughs> uh, Bruno. Uh, Bruno Mattei. Yes. His most famous work, if you know your schlock cinema. Hold on, see what is that buzz? Do You hear a buzz? I'm hearing a buzz. Yeah. Okay. There we That's go. There we go. Uh, Bruno Morti, most famously out here in the circles of trash cinema, know him best for was arguably probably his most famous. Well, actually no, I wouldn't say he's probably his most famous film. Depends where you stand. So he directed Shocking Dark, Terminator <laughs> 2, which was amongst many, many of the Italian alien rip-offs of the 80s. And to be fair, he actually put that out towards the end of the 80s when people were like, <laughs> "We're why are we still watching this stuff? We're moving up to a little higher things. We're getting into Roger Howard fighting a cyborg in London somewhere. That's where Arshlock is now. Or you might know him best as directing the third entry into the zombie series, which I believe had to deal with some zombified birds as well.
0: Yeah, yeah, uh, Zombie 3 was uh, shot in the Philippines, and mm-hmm. every zombie is Filipino in that in that movie, go figure,
1: <laughs> <laughs> go figure Oh, it's been a dog's age since I watched Zombie 3,
0: it's been a long time since
1: i watched any of those But that is not what we're talking about today, today we're talking about, as it's known here, Rats Night of Terror Which,
0: <clears throat> we both watched the subtitled version, I am assuming, right? I've seen this. I've seen this subtitled. I've seen this dubbed. I've seen this <laughs> four, four. Actually, or five no.
1: Wait. I'm sorry. That's the cocktail tent. We're talking about the dub version. Cause I watched the dub version. Okay. So, yes. Yeah, sorry. That is the booze talking. Um. Already. Yeah. I'm starting to lose track of shit. Ari's gonna be piloting. She. He's gonna be steering the ship a little bit tonight. Um. But yeah, I think we should just jump into this delightful masterpiece. Ari, I'm gonna. I can't hand wait. Hand the mic over to you for a minute, and I can't God, wait I, for your color commentary. Oh, tonight. I'm going to be colored tonight. That's that's going to be the big thing. So, take us through this masterpiece,
0: this cinematic masterpiece that we just watched, Rats: Nights of Terror. The year is 2015. AB after the bomb. If you want to, just want to make that very clear. Uh-huh. So, uh huh. This is one of my favorite genres of movies where it's in the future, but. Uh huh. The nineteen eighty whatever version of the future. Yep. Where everything is still kind of the same. But not just dirty. Yeah, it's you know, they still drive around in nineteen eighty four Celicas, and they Mm -hmm. sell rotary phones and you know (laughs) all the the computers
1: are endlessly large with many, many a button.
0: The hair is huge, you know. It's oh (laughs) there
1: was some hair in this movie. My God. There were some uh, pompadours in this thing.
0: Man, um, a, a lot of a lot of name <laughs> a lot of name brand actors. You got Kurt Russell in this movie. You oh, got...
1: that's the other thing. <laughs> holy, holy crap! I'm trying not to swear. I'm sitting here watching this thing, and I see every single John Carpenter reference from 19 from all the way back. To freaking Dark Star. Up, into, this movie's '84, so we're going to Starman territory. Every damn Carpenter references. This movie wanted to be a John Carpenter movie, so goddamn bad. And it was glorious for it. All the characters came. Half the characters look like they came out of Priest, uh, Sultan Precinct 13. The main character's name. What is his? What is his name? His name's Kurt. Oh, and he
0: carries a flamethrower. Come on. He looks he looks like John Carpenter. Oh sorry, he looks like Kurt Russell in the thing mixed with yeah. the guy from the Bee Gees.
1: Oh my god, he was such a McReady ripoff. off It was oh, even down with everything. And since I saw that her I'm like, "Oh my god, this we're this is going to be a ride, holy crap."
0: But we also get um Charles Charles Bronson, Charles Bronson without the without the mustache. Yep. We get Chuck Norris. And, yes. <laughs> Anna Taylor Joy, we get. Yep. <laughs> um, we get. What's his name? Uh, the guy from. Uh, what's his name? Peter Frampton. The, f- the guy with the. No, The guy from uh, Greatest American Hero.
1: Oh. Oh. Um,
0: oh God! I, a I'm with named the I
1: know who you're talking about. <laughs> I want to say that there's also a. Um, God.
0: Okay, I lost it. 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 It's a, a white guy me. with the fro. That's all you got to know.
1: Yes, I know exactly what you're talking about. There's and also we'll... the Tina Turner stand-in on this as well, too.
0: Right. What, what was her name in the movie? Chocolate. Ouch. Ouch. Her name was Chocolate. Ouch.
1: The names in this, my God, like the I, the guy that wrote Pacific Rim would be jealous of the ridiculous names in this movie.
0: Man. Okay, so let's get back to the story. So it's 10-15, yes. A B after the bomb. And in this in this uh, post-apocalyptic world, there's two races of humans. There's the people who live above ground, who are the savages, and the people who live underground, who are more sophisticated and have an advanced uh, society that continued on from.
1: So a little bit of the reverse of the time mission, where We have the, was it the Eli and the Morlocks?
0: Yeah. The Morlocks are the swarms. Uh, then we meet our cast of characters that we just described. There's like, I don't... it's
1: right, eight, ten people in this game, by the way. Yeah.
0: Yeah, there's there's a lot of people in this movie. Uh, yeah. and, and the names, that, you know, you get like Lucifer and Lilith and Taurus. And it's all one word, but like very strong sounding names. They just sound like random nouns. Mm-hmm. Uh, our main character is Kurt. And he... I. I don't ask me about who played who, but uh, but we're gonna call him uh, Kurt Russell because that's exactly what he looks like. Oh yeah, uh, it's you know everybody's driving on a motorcycle. you get a, a, a FedEx truck um, and then out of nowhere they they park they, they stop in this uh you remember that one game wild guns Wild mm-hmm. arms? Yep. yeah, that's what this that's what the setting looks like. like an old spaghetti western. Uh, you, you know why? Of- Why is that? Because
1: you know what that set is from? They reused the set from Sergio Leone's Once Upon a Time in America.
0: No way. Yep. No way. Yep. That's amazing. Much like
1: another little bit of movie trivia, the bus or the train from Unbreakable
0: was reused in Dogma. Dogma, the Kevin Smith movie? Yes. Unbreakable came out before... Dogma. Dogma got delayed because of the whole thing. It was oh. supposed to come out in
1: ninety eight, so it came out later. But the train that that the train accident that um Bruce Willis survives, that train he's on at the beginning is the same train where the whole group runs into um like the demons the hockey puck demons. Same train. Oh yeah.
0: They literally used it right after they were done with it. That's funny. <laughs> it's with oh. it.
1: Saving money, right there. That's what you're
0: doing. Oh, they they saved a lot of money. Oh my
1: God! Keep
0: um, going. Okay, so we so they get into this uh, abandoned uh, scientific research lab type deal. Mm-hmm. There's a huge computer. They find they find a, a, a food, a box of food, uh, cases of food. And what's the first thing they do? They they rip it open and they and they. It's not, you know, not too subtle with the references of, like, oh, they're they're, they're ripping it open like rats. Yeah.
1: You know. But like, literally dump a bag of flour on their head. Because, like, oh, my God,
0: flour, let's dump it over us because we're so joyous with finding real food. This one guy, you know, grabs a bag of sugar and just eats it. I'm like, what are you doing? Anyway, they, they explore this, this base. Um, there's plant life going on. Um, you know, there's a rat here and there, but whatever. But then mm-hmm. they start finding bodies. Yeah. Fairly, not, fairly recently uh, deceased. There you go. Bodies. Yeah. Uh, They're still uh, doing. Yeah. Clearly something messed these people up because yeah. the faces are messed up. You know, there's a lot of gore. Uh, it's it's gnarly. but. They gather everybody up at night, and they, and they burn the bodies outside. Now, cut to later on that night, while everybody's trying to go to sleep, you get uh, Anna Taylor-Joy and uh, Lucifer, I guess his name is. Lil- Lilith and Lucifer. Lilith and Lucifer,
1: again. On the nose, there is I, – I like to quote Darth Vader's Dark Place. I know some writers that use subtext, and they're all cowards. Uh, <laughs>
0: um, well, they're they're having their what's the what's the what can I say on the show? That's a they're relations they're aggressive
1: having, yeah. aggressive relations. It's
0: I I feel bad for her because <laughs> he he's slamming
1: oh. it. <laughs> okay we got to set the scene on this because I'm watching this. I'm like, God damn it. So they're all in the bunk area. Yes. They're all in bed. And the bed's are all in one room. Everyone's got a bed. Some of the girls are shacked up with the guys. But it's, it, they're, it's all clothed, PG style. And then you hear some noises. And everyone's just kind of like not paying attention. And then the hard cut to on the ground. In a, in a sleeping bag. In a sleeping bag. Aggressive relations, <laughs> which you're sitting there like, man, you have to
0: have some cojones. It sounds. It sounds kind of like this.
1: And, and everyone's like in eyesight.
0: Everyone's and they're like, they even
1: say, come on, do you have to do that here? Like that is some. I look, that has to be some post-apocalyptic brass balls kind of thing, where it's like. We could die at any minute I don't care but yeah and by the way it's the greasiest slime ball dude of the group that's doing it too like the guy with the mad ponytail and looks like he quietly does some sort of amphetamine style product off the other side
0: his shirt looks like uh, van Halen's guitar that's what I got out of that. meanwhile little... Lilith has a has a witch hat, a cape, and a corset. That's her costume.
1: Oh yeah, and a childlike sense of wonderment, by the way, which made Very, me quite. Yeah. It made me question of her. i like, is she like mentally? I don't. I'm, I'm I'm hesitant to say disabled because it's not quite that, but it definitely felt like she ate paint chips as a kid. <laughs> like um, just, and by the way, the the dubbing on this, we should say. This, the dub, the script of this dub is somehow the most makes these people look like the most intelligent eloquent people on the face of the earth while simultaneously being the dumbest bunch of sods you've ever met. There is a balancing act that any screenwriter would murder to have that ability with because at times you're like oh they're making smart decisions. And the other times, they are making absolutely asinine decisions. But the dialogue that comes out of their mouth. We were having this discussion about Thunder, Gigantic Serpent, with the dialogue. Yeah. This blew this away. I didn't think any dub could get poetically bad. This was Oscar-worthy. Oh, my God. Uh, and now that the voices do not match the characters at all. The main character, Kurt, who's supposed to be this, again, this Kurt Russell-esque badass leader, sounds like a middle management dude who thinks bagels are too spicy. That's what he sounds like. <laughs> that's,
0: that's a great way to describe the dub. That's, yes. Yeah, that's amazing. Uh, yeah, the dubbing does not help. Uh, not it, it's at not all. horrible Up. It's not a bad, it's not like... No, it's, it's no. not. It just, a point.
1: I'll say this, there's a point I had to stop my copy because it got so incredibly out of sync. I'm like, there's no way this movie's this bad. Like, I had to stop like 10 minutes in. I'm like, hold on, let me reset this. And then they start talking somewhat normal. I'm like, okay, so it's still not 100% sync, but at least it's gone with the
0: flow. Um, Where were we...
1: Uh, we were underground. Oh, marital relations that were outside of marital context.
0: Got it. okay. So yes. they they scuttle the way outside and, and and continue on with that. Um, mm-hmm. You know, deed's done, and they get into a fight almost immediately. Go, yep. You know, uh, uh, whatever. Um, uh, Ben Halen goes out and has a smoke. While um, while Lilith is still in her bag and mm-hmm. goes to sleep. Uh, I don't want to say Van Halen is attacked by rats as he is someone off screen is throwing rats at him. he's Okay, him. hold on. Well, he gets
1: drunk. He finds like a bottle of booze. That's true. He does. And he's in the outside of this, whatever this like compound that they're at is. And he's like getting drunk. And you hear there's a sound for the horde of rats like this. this to make it sound like there's like hundreds of thousands of them. But when they attack, it's just these random shots of like a bunch of rats clearly feeding on something so they would stay still long enough for the shot. And then occasionally like a shot. They used the shot of this one rat that had like a white coat 19 times
0: oh, in this movie. Yeah. That's you, you know which Cap- one I'm talking about, right? Yeah, that's Captain yeah. Rat. Yeah.
1: yeah. So The idea is that they're all in these buildings, but because this movie looked like it had the budget to wrangle maybe at most, what would you say, 75 rats?
0: In one shot, yeah.
1: In one shot, yeah. So when Lucifer, he drops his bottle down the shortest, like, ditch... Whatever weird hatch that goes into it. it's like a it's like a four and a half foot drop. He reaches over and he kind of slides in and gets himself caught facing upwards. And then one rat just falls on him. You're like, where the hell did that rat come from? And then another, and then another, and you're he's pretending like he's being attacked, but these rats are clearly docile as hell. And then all of a sudden, it's just a shower of <laughs> rats. I mean a literal waterfall shower of rats. Like someone had these things in a bin right off the camera, and they just dumped the entire bin out, and these rats just fell on this poor bastard.
0: And he's got to pretend he's
1: being eaten alive. This was nowhere near the most egregious moment where PETA would step in and be like, we can't do this. There is clearly no oh, there is no care given to these damn things in this
0: movie. Yeah, during the bar scene, there's this part where this this rat is just hanging out on the you know just minding its own business, and uh, what's his name, Lucifer, Mm -hmm. throws a whole bottle of alcohol, liquor, whatever, and hits the rat, and the rat just flies off. I'm like, oh, that's (laughs) come on, man, but that's well, that's it is what it is.
1: I'll give them credit on this. Unlike other mice movies, that, or rat movies that I've watched, the you really, both versions, these were clear. They scummed up these rats big time. Like they took, like, olive oil and kind of looks like someone in, you know, in effects had to sit there with, like, gloves on with olive oil, just rubbing in these rats so their hair sticks up and looks mangy. They really made them look it's the one thing the Italians know how to do they know how to make something look dirty. Spaghetti westerns the first one to really get like that sweat and grime Italy like no no our rats are filthy we must make them look filthy so add some of that movie making magic to it they truly did look like they were disease which a part of me is sitting there afterwards thinking they probably were I guarantee they just went around and picked these things up from like the local sewers and streets there's no way someone wrangled as many rats. Realistically.
0: Movie Magic Man. Movie <laughs> Italian movie magic. One. At some point I either wasn't paying attention or <laughs> I don't know how this one dude comes back to comes back to the base uh, and he is filled with, with, with bites. He is clearly has been attacked by a rat. Yep. And he's bleeding. Yep. Kurt gets up and shoves a, and a flamethrower as a guy. And he runs mm-hmm. off. Oh! Like, oh, okay. So hold on a second. Yeah.
1: Something you have to point out with the scene. So, yes. Yeah, so this dude comes back.
0: It's, it's, not, not, it's not Lucifer. It's no. some oh, other it was dude. The, it
1: was the, it's what, who I call Kurt Russell, too. The guy who was clearly the second in command. He goes downstairs... Um, cause he's going to get water, and that's when the rats are coming out through the pipe and the water. And he's screaming at them, it's like, how dare you? This is how you pollute all of our water. He's like yelling at the rats, like they understand and care about his plight. When they all magically, out of nowhere, like you see they're clearly coming out of this pipe into this, into this water tank. And then he just looks up, and just this, deluge of rats just falls on him out of thin air. And he gets mugged by these rats. While that's going on, you have Lucifer getting eaten in the the weird patch that he's stuck in. And then we forgot the best part. Lilith is in her sleeping bag.
0: Yes, she is. The rat
1: gnaws its way in. and, And it's implied that it Eats its way through her, and because we're trying to keep this a casual show, let's just say it starts south and moves its way up. I'll put it in that.
0: Text. That's a, yeah, it goes, without saying too much, it starts there and comes out her mouth.
1: Oh, God. So uh, there's the, that one just smidgen of mood, because that, and every Italian slot film you have to have. A gratuitous shot of movie, female movie. When they open the bag, when the group finds her dead, and they think Lucifer did it, like strangled her, they open the bag revealing the top of this naked woman. But I'm sitting there looking, I'm like, um something looks drastically off with this with this woman sitting here. It isn't until they zoom in and you realize and to their credit. They made a very good look-alike dummy of this woman and bothered to do her topless. And I'm looking at it, I'm like, you know what? This is clearly where 90 percent of the budget went into for this gag that's coming up. But I gotta give them credit because the dummy looked pretty real. But you could clearly tell it's a dummy.
0: Uh, yeah, yeah. I, I mean, they got... Everything right, anatomically
1: correct. We'll just put it that way. Yeah,
0: it, yeah. Because there is a scene where she is topless and she's alive, and, uh, and
1: this, is, this is the part where the rat crawls out of her damn mouth. To the point, though, the rat doesn't even come all the way out. Because it looks like the thing got caught. <laughs> did you
0: notice that? It it did struggle, you know. Yeah. Um. Hold on. I want to go back to the scene about... Yes. She's, so go back to laying, the dude. When she's laying on... on. She's, she's topless. She's laying covering the guy's parts. Yeah. And in my head, I'm like, dude, the guy probably has, you know, bodily fluids sticking to the back of her mm-hmm. hair now. And I'm just like, oh. Yeah. Uh.
1: And you could die by a wreck getting to your cage.
0: Yeah. Anyway. Okay. So... There's three people dead so far. Oh,
1: well, hold on. You're talking about the dude. So Kurt Russell too, as I called him, because he looked like his exact club. After he saunters back upstairs, mauled by rats. And by the way, a rat starts like popping out of his mouth. He gets the flamethrower. He gets the whole thing treatment like they light him on fire. And the second they light this dude on fire, the camera follows him running aflame through this building and then out a window. And at absolutely no point did they make any qualms that this was clearly the stunt double for the sequence. Including the fact he wasn't wearing the actual clothes that the character was wearing. And he had a protective bag over his head as he was lit aflame.
0: See, all right, this is the problem with Blu-ray and HD TV. <laughs> <laughs> so, I guarantee you, if you watch this on VHS or on TV uh-huh. in the '90s or '80s, you would have no, you would be none the wiser. But now everything's no. crystal clear. And you can now see... Now with that pan scan. Yeah, no, 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 no. You wouldn't even... It would pan and scan. You, It would just pan away to so the guys. You wouldn't see that. But now oh. you've got to see everything. So. No.
1: No. <laughs> so let's sally
0: forth. All right. Um, okay, so now the, the rest of the group goes and looks for Lucifer, or what's left of Lucifer, Lucifer. Mm. Um, they, they don't like what they find, but now there is tension within the group. And uh, Charles Bronson wants to. Duke. Duke. is his name. Duke. Yeah. And then we got uh, the guy from Tool. What's his name? Taurus. No. Taurus. Oh yeah. Is... Tor- no. Taurus.
1: Um. No. Yeah. It was. It was a Taurus. Yeah. I think it's Taurus. Hold on. I got the.
0: Chuck Norris is Taurus. And then.
1: Yeah. Uh,
0: Zion. I don't know.
1: No, his name was. Hold on. I'll tell you right now. I got it right here. It's a. Brilliant name. Oh, so the guy that was you're calling the dude from uh, Greatest American Hero, his name was Video. His, his name is Video. After video games. Yeah. Um, it was Deus. What? As in Deus
0: Ex Machina? You're talking oh, about the bald dude, right? Yeah. Yeah. Deus. Uh, Deus. Sure. Yep. Sure. He's got a he's got a, a triangle tattoo on his forehead, that moves every. In every scene, it looks anyway, like a Harry Krishner. He does. He's because he got yeah. the little in the back. Yeah. Um. Okay. So the, uh, Charles Bronson from the group. His name is what? Duke. Duke. Again,
1: to... another Carpenter reference. The Duke of New York. A number one.
0: He wants to splinter off with um another girl, the blonde girl. What's her name? Oh my God. Who overreacts to everything? But
1: how has he survived the apocalypse? If this is her, if this is her at a seven, everything is freaking out. It freaks her out. Everything. There's not one moment this girl isn't screaming in terror and agony at any point in this movie. This is all she does. Uh,
0: so, they they somehow figure out that the rats have eaten through all the wheels of the bikes and the trucks and everything like that. But that doesn't stop Duke because he gets in there. He gets in the, the tank. He has, there's the,
1: a tank outside. He's, yes. Yeah. He's
0: got a tank brings a blonde girl with her. The, Kurt and everybody else is like, Hey man, you can, you can go away, but mm-hmm. leave the girl. Um, a rat falls on the girl, mm-hmm. <laughs> freaks her out, runs away, and then Duke decides to kill himself?
1: Question mark. So he is trying to stage a coup. He right. wants to take the blonde girl to start his own biker gang. And, of course, he needs uh, someone to copulate with to repopulate the planet. And the rest of the group is like, no, can't allow that. So... As he's firing on them with a, you know, a World War II era submachine gun, the gun gets caught, and so he decides to pull the pin on a grenade. He's holding the grenade in his hand. And they're like, just let the girl go. You can go off and do your thing. And then a rat, out of nowhere, falls on him. He freaks out, looks down, without noticing the entire time he was in the tank, Rats have populated the tank. And so, Oops, all rats. the girl screams, falls off camera, and he drops the grenade, and the whole tank goes
0: kablooey. So, at this point of the story, they are stuck, they're trapped, and everything is, is done. They're, they'll, we'll figure this out later. It's game over, man. Game over. Game over. Yes. <laughs> So now we get to uh, video figures. Well, what the hell? Let's get this vid, this, this giant computer working, and, mm-hmm. and try to figure out what's going on. Uh, turns out that there was the the dead people that they found at the beginning of the movie were all scientists, and uh, they've they've discovered that the rats have become aggressive, and that. Uh, they should not leave the main control room, right? Nope. And uh, at this time, they the remaining party starts freaking out, and they want to escape. They're looking to to board them board themselves in, and wait until a rescue team comes. That's mentioned. Do they mention in the message? Yeah. So yeah. The message gives, like,
1: it's this... Oh, my God, the narration on this, too. This clearly scientist dude who's on his dying breath, explaining, literally giving the whole exposition of the movie. Explaining that the rats, the fishes, they've grown a taste of meat. They want they want people. They like people. And they want it. That's all they want. They don't want fruit. They want people. <clears throat> and that his entire team has been killed. He's making contact with another group who... As he sent a message, if you get this, don't come here. Stay, if you're listening to it, stay in this room to protect yourself. Basically, saying the rats are slightly mutated, just slightly. Not magically mutated, just slightly mutated from all the radiation. And now they want to reclaim the earth after living in the sewers for so long.
0: And that's the gist of it. So at this point in the movie, it turns into Night of the Living Dead. Where- it's a siege yeah where the rats are piled. they are there's a scene where it looks like uh, Halloween <laughs> uh, decorations they just kind of roll in in the, on a wheel Oh you see yeah. rows and rows of rats it's supposed <laughs> to show it's oh my
1: God it's supposed to show
0: that there's just hordes of
1: these things and clearly they took little toy rats. And put them on like a spinning kind of ordeal to give the illusion that they're moving in a wave. There's yeah. so many rats. So when at no time, people. there's no more than like fifty on screen. They,
0: they start breaking down. They bury. They, they push down through doors, and one by one, our our, uh, our heroes are killed off or eaten.
1: The, There's the girl that gets showered on by rats.
0: Yeah, there's one and, who it's
1: suicide. Yes, because. She just witnessed the whole thing with the tank and she slides into the darkness and she hears the rats all around her. She's like, I don't want to die that way. And then takes a pain piece of glass and slits her wrist. The rest of the group come looking for her, which felt like 20 minutes of this movie for some reason. Like this, Mike, the padding in this movie, there is so much padding of stuff just going on to fill out the 90 minute runtime. They find her, And there's like three rats on her and she's all chewed up and completely devoured for the most part. Um, Oh, we didn't even talk about uh, Lucifer at this point sauntering back in. He's not dead. But he might as well be. And he fights Kurt. Kurt punches him knocks him over. And he falls dead because his face is completely chewed off. And all of a sudden his back starts bulging. And you're like, they're not gonna go where I think they're gonna go. No, it's not mutated rat man. Instead, rats just burst out of his back and they've eaten him from the inside. Which prompts the notion that these rats were pulling a ratatouille from this guy in the inside and making him walk around as their as his as their fleshy neck to do their bidding.
0: It's like that uh, alien from Men in Black, yeah, but with rats. <laughs> yep. So now there's rats in the safe room. Mm-hmm. So th- now, now it's oh no, we got Kurt, we got uh, Deuce is still alive. Dude, it's Kurt, Deuce, Deuce Chocolate, and Chocolate Video, Video, right? Yeah. Deuce and Kurt barricade or try to hold up a door while Video and uh, Chocolate try to escape.
1: And they're taller than to run. Yeah, so and,
0: and it doesn't work. They they um, they're killed almost immediately mm-hmm. by by rats. All this a time. Swar- by the way, hold on. There's another
1: like what the hell moment because when the door gets knocked down that they're holding, it, it's implied that there's a deluge of rats knocking mm-hmm. down this door. But when the door falls down onto Kurt, a body, some unknown body. Falls in on Deus and Deus grabs the head and twists it off and tosses it. And all these rats are coming out of the neck hole. And you're sitting there like, wait, who the hell was that? Because now we have all of our bodies accounted for. So there is a magical unknown body that the rats were pie- you know, puppeteering somewhere. That they used to knock the door. No setup. Absolutely none. But you know what? If you're asking me to extend my disbelief in this magical world of mutant rats, you gotta give me a little setup.
0: At, speaking of setup, remember when we were talking about there's two types of people: the people that live yes. above ground, my, and oh, the people that live it Pays off. Now, during this last siege, right, right, right around. Right dawn when, is breaking. Yeah these people with yellow hazmat suits come and start spraying they come out from underneath the ground from underneath the building they exit mm-hmm. a building from outside yeah and and they start spraying the rats with uh some sort of pesticide and that kills off the rats
1: very um, reminiscent of the ending of the mist
0: yes it looks like the guys from the crazies almost yeah but yellow and yes very much like the end of the mist mm-hmm. um And video and and chocolate see this and they go, Oh, help is here. And. But they get poisoned as well. What's that? Like, there's.
1: They wave at the guys trying to escape the building, and the guys are still
0: pumping poison into the building. Right, right. Get asphyxiated and fall over. Right. Uh, But they come to, and. They they say thank you for saving us to these uh, to these scientists, and they just kind of you know nod or just shake their heads, and they're a little confused like why aren't you responding? Mm-hmm. Chris Eaton, let me tell you about one of the greatest endings. This this movie has one of the greatest endings I've ever seen, in it. and not just. Uh, horror movie not just this is this is the end of the uh of uh what's that movie with leonardo dicaprio and uh departed this is the <laughs> this is a greater ending than the departed this is a greater ending than any christopher nolan uh uh matt shamalan uh oh yeah okay this is so. a twist coming so they say again, thank you for saving us. Um, you're our friends, right? And you know, shakes his head. It's Like, wh- chocolate asks, like, why? What's going on? Why? Why won't you? We're friends, right? You saved us. And then, in the rat- so oops, sorry. <laughs> the, uh, the 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 uh, scientist shakes his head, like, no. Slowly takes off his gas mask. And what do we see, Chris Eaton? it is a rat man a rat man it looks like
1: bright out of Jeff Smith's bone if you've ever read bone and the rat people the, the bad guys in that exact like I sat there I'm like Jeff Smith ripped, ripped this off this he verbatim because there's no it's not what you expect it's not like a long nose with whiskers it is true it's what I was is underneath the hood of a uh, Jawa. Huh. It is just fur and red eyes, and it's just—it's the you hear the synth music go do 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 as they s- focus in on chocolate screaming <claps> credits.
0: Oh, wow!
1: Brilliant, brilliant. Man. This was this was the. This was the goddamn ending to I Am Legend, realizing you are the last people, last normal people in a world gone man. now ruled by rap people. Uh
0: man, this Yeah, this, this is... is
1: I'm not I'm not kidding. This is the rap version of the ending of I Am Legend where there's the last normal humans. But the new, eight, the new vampires that don't need blood, they're killing off the old vampires because they're trying to build a new society. So the rat people have to kill the rats because they're preventing their old, their new ways from taking over. And he had the last one. I sat there. I'm like, Are you kidding? No, this is brilliant. Absolutely gold. And you know what the beauty is unlike the magical body that comes out of nowhere, they laid this out perfectly. This was, my God, absolutely fantastic. And the actual effect for the rat man,
0: chilling. I got to give him credit.
1: Absolutely chilling. If I saw this thing standing in my room, I'm pissing my sheets. That's what's going on because it is absolutely terrifying. It looks like the things from Bone come to life. And if you haven't read Bone, go read Bone. It's magical and whimsical and it's fantastic.
0: Uh, and that is why Rats, Nights of Terror is on the Common Kaiser list.
1: <laughs> oh, this, okay. So as I wrap this up, I texted Harry and I'm like, this is Shakespeare of schlock. This was fantastic. I can't believe I've gone 39 years on this earth and have not seen this movie yet. So this is, this, he has given me what I have given him with, um, Seventh Curse. This is his Seventh Curse thus far. This is beautiful. Delightful schlock. Well-made schlock. It's got everything you want from low-budget Italian rip-off. It's aping every... It looks like something like everyone's dressed like they came out of Mad Max 3. Not, Not Road Warrior. Beyond Thunderdome. They all look like they came from Beyond Thunderdome. Or... Just bad background characters from *Fists of the North Star*. Like everyone's dressed yeah. in like leather and biker gear, but it's nice, even though it's 2015 and a post-apocalyptic future. I'm like, where do you get such nice clothing? And if you don't have access to clean water, how are you keeping everything so nice? But they do. Um, and my oh, the dubbing—it makes me yearn for the days of great dubs that were that just improved the movie. By being so freaking terrible. And this was amongst that. Like, I was in, I was like a kid in a candy store just enjoying this thing.
0: If you haven't seen Rats Nights of Terror, we highly suggest you go oh, out and see this movie.
1: Do everything you can. I think Vinegar Syndrome released this bad boy a couple years ago. Yeah. Uh, this is definitely, this is why archiving movies is important, because the fact someone sat down, wrote a script, shot this thing, this is definitely a two-take movie, at most. Like, there is, this is not like, we're taking multiple takes. This was, we have 15 days to shoot this 90-minute future, and we have to get it done. So, but it's out of that school of delightful Italian trash, like no one did trash with such grace than the Italians in the 70s and 80s. All of the ripoffs, like the, we could talk about the Turkish movies till the cows come home. And I think that's gonna be some, I think that's something on a list down the line.
0: Coming soon, yeah.
1: Yes, but when they did it, they were just blatantly ripping off things and kind of trying to remake their own version of it. Where the Italians are like. I like that idea. We can cash in on it. Again, we're going to give our own little spin. There's a creative force behind all these things. And Rats so, is so no different.
0: It's so um, how do I put this? It's not parody. There, it's an honest effort. There's there's yes. a craftsmanship. There's work. Yes. You see it on the screen. Um, it's it's a good movie. It's it's affects yeah. affects story wise. You know, <laughs> script is one thing, but. People work on this movie. Yes. And um, it's 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 look. This is what I I think we
1: talked about this well, episodes back. It might have been during um Zaboga, where modern filmmakers who grew up loving these movies, they wanted to try to recreate them themselves. And the thing they get wrong every time is that they know they're in on the joke. So when they make their homage to it, there's always a tongue in cheek to it that it never comes off earnest. And that's what makes these movies. It's the old, it's The Simpsons when um, Krusty was explaining why, he, you know, the only reason the joke lands is because the person has to have class. And that's, you know, when they introduced Sideshow Bob. You have to make this stuff in earnest and believe in what you're doing in order for something to be so bad that it's good. There's no one alive that makes schlock that they know they're making schlock that it ever works out. Um part of the reason I'm not a trauma fan. Mm. I'm not a big trauma. I've watched a lot of trauma films and they're not for me. And part of the reason is because they know they're in on the joke. Like they yeah, they're making a movie, but like you watch Sergeant Kabuki Man NYPD. You watch The Toxic Avenger, you watch Poltergeist, any of these these things, and you're sitting there and you're like, Alright, the comedy's not great, and they know they're making a bad movie. It just has no heart and soul to it. Rats has a heart and soul to it. Like someone was like legit they're like, I am making art here. And yes, it's not the best art. But my God, it does it, it gets you sitting there thinking and it's thought provoking in a different way than saying, you sitting down and watching three hours of Oppenheimer thought-provoking. Like you're looking at it like, why does this work versus any other time someone tried, someone else tries to do it? It's because there was love and care for me.
0: Yep. Sense. Love and care and rats.
1: Love and care. By the way, moments where I swear to God, there is a moment, I think it was when, um, ugh, it might have been when Lucifer was being attacked, that there's like a point where he sits up and like a rat just comes flying across the screen. But it's at an angle where you're sitting there like, someone picked this friend up and threw it at this dude as hard as he could. Like, there were moments like that, and I'm like, this, again, I said it earlier, I'm saying it again. PETA would have pissed their pants watching this movie because they're like, they are not taking it. Like, I guarantee all these things, once they are done, were taken out back, dumped into a river, and drowned. But there's no care whatsoever for these animals. I it, The I abuse that went on. Like, people were tossing these things at the
0: cast members. Like,
1: everyone needed a, a tetanus shot before they got this movie, clear.
0: Yeah, 100%. Ravie shot. Oh. Yeah. They had to come with the, with the back But
1: it's me. just the fact that I think if you break it down, 15 solid minutes of this movie are just weird B-roll shots of rats. And there's clearly times where you see they shot three or four. Because there was one moment where they were kind of shooshing the rats away. You can see all the rat crap laying around. It's like yeah. they've been there for a minute.
0: Yeah.
1: Oh. So... <clears throat> Again, I, you know, towards the, you know, when the rats burst out of Lucifer's back, I'm like, oh, are they going to go with mutant rats? Ah, no, they didn't. Then I got that ending. I'm like, oh, this movie gave me everything. This was such a damn joy to watch. And the fact that I'm a little way talking about it just makes my appreciation for this movie that much better. So, bravo, Arya. Bravo. Exactly. Uh, is there any other any last words
0: about this movie? If you haven't yeah. seen it, go watch it. it. It it's an hour and ten minutes. What is it? It's it's like seventy five minutes. It's not even yeah, that Yeah, it's uh, you know there's, there's worse things you can do with your time. Go watch this yeah. movie and and let us know what you think about the Such end. a such a great time. Um, you want to tease what we're doing next? You know what? I always I'm always losing the list. You tell me. Yeah. Is a double feature we're going to do? Memorial
1: Day weekend? Labor Day weekend? The prequel and the main one?
0: The uh, Kitamura classic? Oh, Versus? Yes. Oh, yeah. Oh, sorry. We're <laughs> watching Versus. If you well, we're not,
1: ju- we're not just doing Versus. We're versus and-, and Down to Hell. So we're going to watch the short movie that, it, that essentially, because secondly, Versus is a sequel in spiritually to this, but um, I told Ariane, okay, we're going to do Versus. We have to watch Down to Hell. It's only like 35, 40 minutes. It's a short movie, and it has so much in common with uh, Sam Raimi's uh, Cabin in the Woods and Evil Dead that like, we have to do both. I don't think you've ever seen Down to Hell, have you?
0: No, not. Not that okay, one.
1: Okay, so we're good. So, yes, yeah, so for Labor Day weekend, we're doing a double. It'll be slightly extended episode because we're going to have two things to talk about. And this is, without a shadow of a doubt, top three all time movies. I love it. Arians heard me go on in soliloquies about Operation's so I cannot wait to properly do verses and we're doing down to hell. And yeah, I can't. It's wait a, to a when of. I even when I had Kipton Morris on my DVDs, he's like, where the hell did you get this? I'm like, Magic, sir. He's like, I don't even have a copy of this. Holy Beautiful. Shit. So that will get be li- cool. I think I think Labor Day weekend we're aiming for that. So expect that. So um Yeah. So that's next. Um, I'm gathering my thoughts because I'm still a little buzzed, so my apologies. Um, on that note, uh, you can find us if you're listening to this episode, under the Kaiju Kingdom podcast feed. You can, uh, find us on Facebook, facebook.com slash the Kaiju Kingdom podcast. Uh, Instagram at the Kaiju Kingdom and Twitter also at the Kaiju Kingdom. Um, and for that main show, brand new episode out this week as you're listening to this. And uh, we got a lot of stuff from our, Jessica and I's, many adventures across G-Fest and Comic-Con still to come, so stay tuned for that. And, yeah, I that's going to do it for this edition of News For myself and...
0: Arianna Hossa. The fact... Guys, the fact that you can do that you can you got the spiel down while you're on a good last on sick one is
1: yeah oh you and I we're gonna have yes. to get one more. we're gonna get you know what this is all trial and office. And fun, but we're gonna get blitz one day we're gonna find the perfect way to do this to get, we're going to get oh, the same way. We're going to do one more.